Prepare yourselves for a journey through history. Get equipped for adventure. Grab your power gloves and super scopes. For it's dangerous to go alone. This is the Legend of Retro. Happy Thanksgiving, fans, and welcome to Legend of Retro Sports Network. I am your anchor, Glitch and Goblins. With me is my co-anchor, Craig W. Corpse. How are you doing today? It's great to be here, Glitch. Uh, I, I think we're going to have a, a beautiful day in the slaughtered, uh, slaughtered Dome. It's mayhem out there. I know we got a bunch of guys like Bones Jackson doing most of the work. But uh, we're going to throw it great down. player. We're going to throw it down. We have Coach Chops, who's uh, doing an interview. Let's throw it down to him and see what he has to say about the game so far. Interesting, if true. Riveting, to say the least. Steven. Wholeheartedly agree to those methods of playing. I think that'll bring them back in this second half of the game. Oh. <laughs> so I welcome would... everyone. <laughs> Today we are covering Mutant League football for the Sega Genesis. Craig, what's going on with that game? Mutant League football uh, was released by EA for the Sega Genesis in 1993. This American football game features teams of monsters and a science fantasy world battling for supremacy to be the champion. Yeah, I can't believe we're doing such a most more recent game, M- M- uh, Mutant Football League. Uh, I did a ton of research on this game, and uh, I can't believe we're doing a newer one. I feel that, like that's against what we normally do. That, uh, 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 <clears throat> uh, you know, I think it'll mostly apply what you looked up, so yeah, I think we're okay. <laughs> wait, 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 what? <laughs> What's this? What do you mean? What do you mean? Jobs brings up uh, a very interesting point. Uh, Mutant League football was made, you know, by EA. Uh, uh, the original creator was a guy by the name of, uh, what was the guy's name? Michael Menham? Yeah, Menheim, that's right. Menheim, uh, yeah. He uh, uh, was the original creator of Mutant League football. And years have gone by, and in 2017... He made a spiritual successor called Mutant Football League. <laughs> I'll be honest, I was that close to being doing research on it. I was like, wait a minute, these graphics look too good. And then I reread what you te- sent me, Glitch, and I was like, oh, Mutant F- League Football. So I'm going to mess it up countless times in this episode. Just- I. I will as well. For many years, I actually thought it was Mutant Football League until I was like, wait a second, this is league football. Yeah, right. It's funny that you bring that up because when you had, uh, uh, while we were chatting about what we were going to cover, you had posted Mutant Football League. And I was like, how does that not annoy him? Like, I just look at that sentence and it just, it's not right. I don't know what's bugging me about it. And I forgot all about the fact that there is the spiritual successor. What So its most recent name is Mutant Football League. But technically, this is Mutant League Football for yep. the Genesis because uh, there was actually a, a Mutant League, uh, what was the other one? Hockey. Uh, hockey. Hockey, yep. And then basketball never saw, saw the light of day. Yeah, this this 
franchise, as, as I can't believe I'm going to call it that, um, was weirdly popular. And, like, I think it's obvious why it was popular. I mean, just in the same vein of, like, Blitz, why that's so popular. It's ridiculous sports. Everything you wish you could do with sports athletes as far as uh, hitting people hard and, I guess in this game, murder. <laughs> But I guess is it murder if they're dead or they're monsters? I don't know. That's up to the courts to decide. But um, yeah, this game it it got hockey, basketball was in the works, which I don't know why they stopped that. And then that spiritual successor, which I never played, but it had the guy who did the NBA Jam um, voices Dude, in it. Kitro. Yeah, he's the announcer in that version, which yeah, is like him even to... better for like a spiritual successor. I know because I remember watching gameplay of this and wishing, man, if only Tim Kittrow had done the the announcing for this game, it would have been so much better. And then, sure enough, yeah, he did the the mutant football league version. Yeah, that's awesome. I, but yeah, I, I think one of the reasons that this kind of series, so to speak, but especially this game, uh, got real popular is because you know. Even if you're not into sports, sports video games can be a lot of fun. Uh, you know, I've talked about on the show before that I'm not huge into sports, but, you know, NBA Jam, Tech Mobile, you know, Blades of Steel, games like that I really enjoyed. And I feel like this is sort of an appeal to the people who maybe aren't into football, but it's like, hey, do you want to play that same game? but you're zombies and orcs and trolls and stuff. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's kind of cool, you know. And so I think that's what that kind of appeal is for and why this probably was fairly popular. Well, I think to touch on Chops' point about, like, murdering the players is they could die, like, all different ver- like different ways depending on the terrain. So, I mean, they'd either fall into the depths of hell or they'd fall off the sky and get sucked in outer space. And the essentially the team would lose that player. So it made like a whole new dynamic where, man, I'm down 50 points, but I could still win this game because if I kill all the players on his team, they have to forfeit. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, it's a sick concept that I just I, I don't know if um, if the, if that was like the first thought that they had or like they're like yeah let's build this monster football game and then like halfway through development they're like you know it'd be really crazy <laughs> you could murder each other and. And needless to say, when we get into the real mechanics of the game, uh, the special plays that you can do and briberies <laughs> you can do, genius. Genius. So uh, here's a question for you two. Uh, do you have memories of this game from your youth? Did you play it when you were younger? Like, what are your first experiences with the game? Yeah, so mine's fairly simple. I had a buddy down the street. I went to elementary school with him. He had the Genesis. So anytime I wanted to play Sega games that, you know, we hit, we were Nintendo kids, uh, I would just go over his house. So he had this game, and I remember playing it at his house. And uh, that was really the only experience I had with it until I got a Genesis years later in college. Uh, Chops, what about you? I did not play this game growing up. Um, even though I was a, Gen- a Genesis household, um, we didn't own this game. And I, I'm not sure why. I didn't play until I was an adult, like for this episode. Um, I, uh, it's it's some it's a sports game I would have played as a kid because I didn't play sports games. Mm-hmm. I mean, I played like NHL, but that was mostly because my brother played it, and 
as a younger brother, you want to play what your older brother's playing. Yeah. Um, but I would have probably really enjoyed this game as a child. I could 1993, so I was six years old. I don't know if I would have played it right when it came out. Granted, my parents didn't really care what we did as far as like consuming <laughs> for content. Um, but I could have totally seen if my brother had bought this or gotten this from a friend that we would have played it together. Uh, for me, uh, I have not like super vivid memories of this game, but I remember my neighbors across the street. So uh, when I was young, uh, in 93 and you know 94, when, when this game would have been pretty popular, uh, my uh, neighbors across the street are who me and my sister stayed with after school because my mom wouldn't get home from work until, you know, uh, maybe around like, you know, five o'clock or whatever, five, five thirty. Uh, and so, uh, we would go to that neighbor's house and they were like a friend of the family's basically, you know, we still get along with them really well these days, but, uh, they had a Sega Genesis, uh, uh over there. And I remember them renting it and the, the oldest boys who were quite a bit older than I was, like they were pretty much adults when I was a kid, uh, and I distinctly remember them playing it and like laughing about the the names like Bones Jackson instead of Bo Jackson. Uh, what is it? I uh, uh, sc- uh, scary rice instead of like Jerry Rice or whatever. Yeah. Uh, you know, like I remember them laughing about the names and like at at the time, you know, I wasn't super into to sports really. Like my infatuation with sports was basically through them uh, because they were into it. But yeah, I, I remember them running the game and having a lot of fun with it. And so that's like my earliest memories of this. Yeah, because even, te- even the team names were like parody of actual NFL teams. So some of those went right over my head, to be honest with, with you. Like the Midway Monsters was a reference to Chicago, the Chicago Bears. Yeah. But I just thought they were making a knock at Midway. <laughs> Like the, the game developer, um, but the one that was most shocking to me, which I don't know if you guys realize, was the parody of the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, what's that? Did you did you do you have that team in front of you there, Glitch? I'm trying to pull it up. Which one was that? Oh, I don't remember now. Um, it was the uh huh. The Killer Convicts is that it? Yes, yeah, the Killer Convicts. You know why? Why? Because half their team were like because half their team had had served jail time at some point. Oh, no. <laughs> and, and I was like, that's crazy. Like, I don't think a game could get away with that these days with like naming mm-hmm. a team based off of the fact that most of them had served jail time. <laughs> that's hilarious. I love that. That's <laughs> I, I had no idea. That's amazing. Right. Uh, like so like that's the extent of my football knowledge is for this <laughs> game to be honest with you but I just they have like they have gravitas for being able to pull that off. Yeah, there's the the 60 winers which is obviously yep. the 69ers. Uh or what is that? The 49ers, yeah. 49ers, uh, not the 69ers. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, come on. Come, come on, glitch. glitch. Is that what it was? No. Oh man. Uh, by the way, I don't think Midway was around at the time this game came out because oh, I want to say that they were like a late '90s team. Oh, okay. Or I don't know. 90s, uh, <laughs> developer, you mean? Yeah, developer. Yeah, I don't know. They some of my other favorite favorite ones though, like the Terminator Trolls. That's right. Uh, 
I, I like the Road Warriors, which I think is is based. Is it a parody off the Raiders? Uh, it might be. Yeah. Um, the Vile Vulgars. My favorite team name is probably the Dark Star Dragons. What a great team name! That's a good one. I uh, so. Apparently, and this is a, a, a bit of a more recent reference, uh, well, 09, I suppose it's not that new. Uh, in Madden 09, there's an achievement that you can get called Midway Monster. And by creating a player and naming him Bones Jackson and then placing him on the Chicago Bears, you unlock the achievement. <laughs> That's kind of neat. But what I don't understand is... Bo Jackson, who's the reference to Bones Jackson, mm-hmm. who we've talked at length about at the Tecmo Bowl episode. <laughs> we sure did. Uh, because he's amazing. Uh, he played for the Los Angeles Raiders when Los Angeles Raiders were a team. Uh, I mean, he currently lives in Burr Ridge, which is a suburb of Chicago. Uh, but yeah, Bo Jackson played for the Raiders, not the Chicago Bears. Right? Like, I'm not crazy, am I? I don't, I don't know. Why are you asking he, me? <laughs> I'm mostly he may looking have, at Glitch, sorry. He may have played for two teams, I want to say. Hold on, let me look it up. Uh, he, well, he was a multi-sport athlete, I do know that. Yeah, that's true. But uh, I think he played for Kansas City Baseball, uh, their baseball team. I don't think he played for uh, uh, Chicago. I don't know. I think he See, might I think he- I think he might have played for the Sox, though. Oh, you know what? I think you're right. He did play uh, the uh, the White Sox. Uh, play for with the White Sox, I think. Or uh... what did he? Oh, this is a sports talk. So he played for the Royals, and then he played for the Angels. Oh yeah, no, he was on Chicago, Chicago White Sox. Okay, one ninety three. Interesting that they slap him for the achievement on Chicago, not Los Angeles. Well, like, oh, it's because it's the Midway Monsters, you know, like, you're putting a monster on the Chicago team, Bones Jackson, I think that's essentially why. That could be. I, I, I doubt it has anything to do with his teams he's played on. That that could very well be, yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, let's talk, uh, oh, actually, before we get into the gameplay, uh, did you guys know that there was a Mutant League cartoon Uh Yeah, I looked it up, hoping to find some notable voice actors. Guess what? None existed except for um, one guy. Uh-huh. Can you, did you notice um, the one guy that was listed in there that's notable? Uh, no, let me know. So the only person that I noticed that was uh, worth it was Doug Stone, who's from Canada. He's a voice actor from Canada. He uh, did a whole bunch of voices on early anime stuff. And was he, he on was, Dragon Ball Z's original ocean dub? No, no, no. He was in Ninja Scroll. Oh. He was in Ghost in the Shell, the original. Wow. He was also my favorite. My favorite part uh, uh, claim to him is he was Psycho Mantis in Metal Gear. <laughs> That's great. That's but the cool. rest of the series, uh, it's like the only people they list, which is like eight. <laughs> It's like one episode, one episode, one episode. Only two of the people listed on IMDb have pictures. <laughs> so, like, mm-hmm. I feel like this is something that um, maybe people don't want to be associated with. 
the cartoon was not very good. Oh no, I watched a clip of it and <laughs> at one point uh Bones Jackson was quarterback uh getting ready to throw uh, the ball to um raise raise something or razor or something like that. Uh-huh. Uh and he cuts a monster's head off <laughs> and they show it and he's got green blood and he tries to make uh, bones bones whatever tries to make a run for it and the head is flying at him as if to tackle him and the commentators are commenting on it cuz the head is still alive yeah i think that's uh real that was based on uh, a play in super bowl 30 i want to say oh the heads will role play yeah 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 bone jackson he, uh, roll he ripped the head off a lineman and just kept going yeah right bones can rip uh, heads off bones was... rip it heads off it was ridiculous, to say the least. The, yeah, yeah, the cartoon was not great. Uh, but honestly, the the biggest misstep for the cartoon is the fact that the uh, intro song is really bland and boring. I was uh, yeah. I was totally going to force us to listen to it. I was like, yes, a cartoon theme song. And I listened to it, and I was like, oh, yeah, it's, it's a cartoon theme song, all right. It's, mm. it's, it's funny that your 90s cartoons are make or break on their theme song, to be honest with you, because there were so many. If your theme song wasn't catchy, nobody was watching it. That's true. I can tell you, I can tell you right now, King Arthur and the Knights of Justice, the worst cartoon ever, but they had the best theme song for their show. It had a pretty great opening song, even if that cartoon was garbage. Now, Chops, I got to ask you, you actually came across the manual for this game. I did. So and I, I was wondering because I did watch the intro to the cartoon. Mm-hmm. And according to the cartoon, it's two football teams that were playing at the big game. And all of a sudden, like a fog and smoke came billowing from under the earth and transformed all of them into mutants and zombies. Yeah. So is, is that the story from the game? Like, is that canon? That is not the history of oh. mutants. League football. If okay. you if you would indulge me, I'd like to read from you um, the great tome of the manual of Mutant League football uh, and speak to its origins um, that are listed in this manual. Will you indulge me in that in that effort? Yeah, yeah. All right. History of the Mutant League. The origins of Mutant League football, MLF, are shrouded in the mists of time, the madness of thermonuclear destruction, the planet-wide upheaval of alien invasion, the eeriness of restless corpses bursting from the grave, and a sloppy filing system set up by some temp. What records still exist have been altered by haphazard scribes, sly propagandists, and what appears to be barbecue sauce centuries ago the galaxy was beset by a series of shattering cataclysms exploding supernovas interstellar firestorms atomic war upheavals in the time space continuum and repeated sanitation strikes plunged everything into chaos a barbaric new order arose from the ashes but it decided it liked being in the ashes so it sunk back into them That got crowded before long, so an even more barbaric order appeared, which didn't so much rise from the ashes as it got kicked out of them. 
The New Order splintered into numerous warring sects. An all-out war returned to the galaxy, and weapons of mass destruction reappeared. But one sect realized that this world only led once again to widespread and perhaps final annihilation. So at the bidding of the Ancient Ones, they organized the Mutant League to settle conflicts in small, semi-controlled battles. These battles would take the form of ancient contests such as football and hockey. (laughs) These contests came to be viewed more as sports than wars, and the participants were seen as teams rather than armies. But the deeper meaning of these confrontations was never lost. This was war. The participants were soldiers, and the places where they clashed were battlefields. Old rivalries continued while new ones were born. At the conclusion of each battle season, the teams would meet in a ritualized battle that would lead to one final victor. In Mutant League football, this final confrontation was called the Mutant Bowl. While in hockey, it was known as the Monster Cup. By these barbaric methods, the greatest sect in the galaxy made itself known, at least until next season. Uh, that's amazing. I love it. So it's more of like an alien league football then, right? I don't know. It's more or less like I would equate it to just like all the genres of horror <laughs> you can put into Pretty a much. video game. Sci-fi, space, uh, dead things, um, ugly things, fantasy. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty... I love that it's very dramatic and it's being... Um, it's playing on itself, the ridiculous of itself in this manual. It's great. But right. yeah, it's it's a weird mix, I've got to say. I don't think I'd ever think about putting aliens and like devils in with skeletons and ogres in a football game. But thankfully, someone, someone did. did. <laughs> Indeed. And it was Mike. Mike, Mike met him. So thank poor, you so much. For doing poor that. man. Yeah, I saw in that. So uh, Chops did share a video with us uh, before recording. I did see that he was uh, an original like uh, art designer and programmer for Fester's Quest for the NES, which made me very happy. (laughs) He he was originally an illustrator for covers of games and then came up with this idea for the game. And as he had been working on other stuff, they pushed him more and more towards coding and developing and he became a developer for games and uh what's awesome is in the manual too in the very first page on the inside cover it has a picture of the team and it says who is responsible for this and it's a picture of the team with uh notations of who each person is and then on the right hand side it has like bios of the writers of of michael uh, mendheim like his bachelor's degree, like it's like a little biography of people involved. And I thought that was really cool that they, that they put this little like homage to them in the manual for the people who made this. And he was interviewed on, on a former guest of ours um, in the minds behind the video games. He's in the book. Oh yeah. Uh, Isn't he written by, um, why am I like, yeah, Patrick Hickey. Uh, He was interviewed by Patrick. And so there's a there's a cool history on the game in there. If you if you are a fan of, of video game history, I recommend people pick that up. Um, I did have a question for you guys because uh, I maybe I don't remember this at all, or I couldn't figure it out. So at the end of most sports games, like it hits like a quarter or a half, 
it'll show you stats, you know, passes attempted, passes received, rushing yards, passing yards, etc. Sure. In this game, it has that. But then towards the bottom, there's something called weenie hits. <laughs> what are weenie hits? I, I think we all know what weenie hits I mean, are. Go ahead. If we were if we were in person, I could demonstrate to you what a weenie hit is. But we're not, so lucky for you, I can't do that. Is uh <laughs> would the 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 team leading the lead be the 69ers? Uh sure, yeah, totally. That's sure. enough out of you, glitch. Um, other things in this game that I thought was interesting is the the special mechanics that we had mentioned earlier, like exploding balls, invisibility, electric shocks, jetpacks, um, or bribing the ref so that they can make calls in your favor. Oh, I love that. That is so great. <laughs> Which I wish Blitz would have done stuff like that. Like the heating up is cool when you're on fire and it's it's pretty sweet. But like the ability to bribe the ref would have made it even better. You know, you can also kill the ref in this game. <laughs> yeah. And did you see some of their names? Uh, go the on. referees? The referee names. No. Did you, what'd you say, Craig? I said no. Yeah, go on. Oh, Oh, like they're like puns, like I be blind or or like <laughs> um, you see nothing or something. Like like they were all dumb, like ref names. That's awesome. Which just makes it even better when you when you literally splatter them on the ground and they explode into pieces. Yeah, th- there's so much charm to this game. You know, in in a lot of sports games, you know. You know, I feel like a lot of early sports games, that's where they had, like, you know, issue. It's the fact they don't have a lot of charm to them. Uh, You know, I I think the ones with charm are the ones that, you know, become more popular, like Blades of Steel, Tecmo Bowl, things like that. Uh, But, yeah, this game is just oozing with, like, gross, well, specifically gross-out 90s charm, you know? Oh, yeah, it's like the garbage pale kids of sports games. (laughs) Yeah. It, it's it's it hits on all the cylinders of that era. Uh, I think of the '90s where it was like gross out culture. Uh huh. Yeah. Which I don't still don't know why that was a thing, but uh, this game definitely, definitely benefited from that. And I mean, I don't know in, in the time because I didn't play many football or sports games how realism was needed, how much realism was needed in sports games. Cause I think you got a lot of that from Madden and you got a lot of that from some previous games, but I felt like, yeah, this game was scratching an itch that only NBA jam was kind of filling at the time, which was these fun sports games that are just weird and goofy, but it's like, they're focusing on the fun. They're not focusing on the realism. They're not focusing on the stats. Mm-hmm. Um, they're focusing on the fun of it. Not focusing on the weenie hits. Right, right. You and your statistics at the end of the game, which you, you know, love, you weirdo. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. You're right. I but know, yeah, right. I, You're an accountant. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, this game, essentially, it plays for a lot of people who are familiar with Blitz. It plays like a Blitz. There's constantly fumbles. There's so, so many interceptions. Uh, the guy can literally, your running back can leap into the air and jump 30 yards in one play. Like, yeah. it, that's just how the game is. Uh, and it just, that's, I think, what really had the charm about it was its ridiculousness. There's landmines. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's landmines. Oh, man. This game was fun. I I, uh, I was pleasantly surprised by it. And I'm kind of upset that I didn't play it as a kid. 
yeah, it was, it's definitely a fun game. Uh, you know, and little things like the, like, you know, when the coach is talking, when you're choosing a play and it's just like, blah, 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 it's not you know. more often what I did. It's really not. Yeah, it really isn't. It's, it's pretty much just like grumbling guttural howls. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it's just a big stogie in his mouth. Uh-huh. It's so fun. <laughs> they would get so mad too. Cause I, I was, uh, for the research, I was watching someone do a playthrough. If you took too long to, to pick a play, he would, cause it would show text. Like he would make a noise like, blah, 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 blah. but it would, uh, it would have like the text of what he was trying to say. And I saw one of them, like, if you take too long, it says, uh, uh, pick plays, not picking your nose. Like, I don't know. It just like had great. And he, like, it would zoom in on his face and his eyes would bulge and they'd be like bloodshot with anger. It was uh it's so stupid, but it's I love it. even even the celebration dance after you get a touchdown <laughs> tickled me. Oh yeah, they're great. Because they like crotch pumped in the air as the skeleton and did like a flip and split. And I'm just like, this there's no need for that, but I love it. <laughs> Speaking of which, when you're picking your play, it shows, like, your team on the sidelines. And, like, they're basically, like, dancing the entire time as they're waiting for you to pick a play. It's hilarious. So, is there any, like, it doesn't strike me that you could, just because it's kind of an open game, but uh, are there, like, uh, uh, speedruns for this? So, I looked it up. Did you look it up, Glitch? I did. So I found one that was like three minutes and 35 seconds, what? but the video was not available. So I don't know what they did. I didn't find anything else. So did, the, did you? It, looked, it looked like the guy's Twitch video, which is what was uploaded to speedruns.com. He removed it. Oh, uh, it, it did have like a details of like how he was able to uh, get the time he got, but essentially it's just one game. And I'm assuming it's basically the same thing as when I looked up Blitz or Tech Mobile. It's just you're on offense and you run the clock out by not getting tackled. So it's just him running around trying not to get tackled and then scoring at the last minute. <laughs> That's no fun. Yeah, it really isn't. Uh, I mean, I guess it's impressive that you could dodge that many tackles, but yeah, it just doesn't seem like a blast. Nope. Nope. So yeah, it's uh, I'm not surprised when it comes to sports games. Speed runs are usually um, lackluster, and and fighting games, um, those are pretty much your your most boring speed runs that you could probably research. Interesting. I uh, glitch. Is there any glitches in the game that you uh, were um, able to find? You know, I did come across some stuff. It's mostly just you know hardware glitches where players get stuck and stuff like that. Nothing really crazy. Um, I did come across some codes. Oh, you yeah? Could do. Well, so, like, if you wanted to kill the coach. Uh-huh. <laughs> or not kill the coach, kill the referee. So, in the game, if you press A when you're lining up and then press C twice, which is one of the ways to call an audible, it will murder the ref. <laughs> That's an uh, aud- yeah. One of the audibles is murder the ref. <laughs> I loved that. And, oh, uh, and then also, uh, there is a halftime show. And oh, they yeah. call out mutant foot, uh, mutant, mutant league football. They do the MLF, and you know they dance around, they roll around. Uh, but you could actually throw grenades at them while they're doing the dance and kill them. So um, oh. if you press A, which brings up the target icon, and then press A wherever you wherever you place the bomb, that'll 
they'll do that for you. Marvelous. Yes. <laughs> Simply marvelous. But so, yeah. yeah, what do you guys have to say about this game? What, what are your final thoughts before we get into the illustrious soundtrack of this game? Man, I, I feel like uh, Mutant League football should have probably taken off and become bigger than it was uh, because you have, like, Madden games every year. Like, you know, they couldn't have had every few years a new Mutant League, you know, game coming out. Uh, but uh, it never, we never even got the basketball uh, version, you know. We, we had football, seemed popular. Hockey, I remember people being excited about that at the time. And then we never got the, uh, you know, uh, basketball which leads me to think that with a company like EA, it had to have just been that it wasn't making enough money. Probably. I would assume that. I think they probably would have gotten more money if they had done a, a soccer one. Oh, do you think yeah, so? I mean, internationally, probably, they yeah. would have. But I, I think I think one of the things that hindered it was the fact it was the Sega exclusive. So mm. I think if they would have had it on the SNES, this would have been more talked about, I think. That's true. That's very true. Yeah, uh, that's true. The there was more people with Super Nintendos than Sega Genesis, Sega Genesises. Yeah, I, and I, I mean the gameplay was fine. It, you know, it was rumored that it they kind of built it off of the Madden engine, uh, but no, uh, Michael Mendheim said that he you know he created it all himself. He did all the coding, which is pretty cool because it does play very smooth for for a football game. It what's weird to me though is the fact that he worked for EA. It wasn't like the EA was using an outside developer. It was EA themselves. It seems really weird to me that he wouldn't have used at least, like, the skeletal framework of the code. Right. You know, so, I mean, if he didn't, then then fair enough. He said he didn't. You know, that's fine. But it feels like why wouldn't you have saved yourself some trouble by stealing that code? Right. It's your company, right? Well, I think the idea, I mean, it, it's essentially they're both the same. They wanted it different. They didn't want it the same. Mm. So I think he used it as a guideline. You know, people are familiar with this and then built it off of, you know, the structure. But I couldn't imagine EA is like, why would we make this game if we're making Madden? Why wouldn't we just put skins on Madden or you right, know, like have, would... a, have an unlockable character that's a monster? So I think the only way this got approved was they didn't pitch it as this is Madden but with monsters. It's this is a whole different football game. That's with monsters. True. That's just my thought on on how it would be. Yeah, that could very well be the case. Uh, also, uh, are either of you familiar with uh, Blood Bowl? It sounds familiar. No, Blood Bowl is made by Games Workshop, uh, who do Warhammer, uh, the little models, you know, the the war game. Blood yep. Bowl is an 80s, which is where I'm sure uh, Mentime got some inspiration for Mutant League uh, uh, football. But it's like a tabletop foot, football fantasy game <laughs> that uses orcs and goblins and dwarves and knights and stuff like that. And yeah, it's, it's very similar to, uh, at least in a tabletop sense, to uh mutant league football so i i i think that if there's any uh retro tabletop fans out there and you like mutant league football but you never got into blood bowl uh it's worth a look is this where you say the 
sneak peek of season three of Noobs and Dragons is Blood Bowl? <laughs> no. Uh, I've never actually played Blood Bowl. I, uh, uh, I've seen it before, but I've never actually played. Okay. No, it's... it's uh, I'm, I'm a little better as a DM than having a uh, football Dungeons and Dragons adventure. Though, <laughs> now that I say that, I'm very sure that at some point I'm going to go... No, I could do that, and I'm going to absolutely build that into an adventure at somehow. I, I think it's fair to say that if you uh, check the framework of Arthur and the Knights of Justice, just to throw a curveball on your D&D players, that it starts out innocently enough as a regular D&D campaign, and then they get transported to the real world and they're football players, like the opposite. I think that could be really funny. Look forward to Noobs and Dragons. I'll see what I can do. <laughs> okay, okay. But uh, guys, would you like to chat about the music? Yes. Yeah, yeah. This is, um, uh, like I said, an illustrious soundtrack. Well, let's go ahead and hear a word from one of our partners, and we'll be right back. Hey, it's me, everybody, Tim Kittrow. I'm here to talk to you about Old School Gamer. Old School Gamer is the magazine for gamers. It covers arcade and retro gaming, gives you gaming history and in-depth interviews with people like me who are there, and it lets you know what conventions are happening and when. Issues come out once every other month. Plus, a website full of even more razzle-dazzle, and it's all for just 30 bucks a year. So visit OldSchoolGamer.com and subscribe now. Whoa, boom Okay, so uh, we have uh, a pretty good chunk of the soundtrack for you guys today. So the music was composed by uh, Brian L. Schmidt, who also composed for a lot of pinball games, Narc on the Arcade, Desert Strike Return to the Gulf, uh, which is a, uh, a game I played a lot when I was younger, Super Baseball 2020, Weapon Lord, World Heroes, and a few of the Madden games on the Super Nintendo. So, uh, They did the soundtrack to NARC? On the arcade. The arcade version of NARC, yep. NARC's such a fun game. It's so over-the-top and ridiculous. Uh, but I feel like when you listen to this, you'll kind of hear NARC a bit. Uh, uh, a little bit, yeah. As, as much as there's there to listen to. Yes. So I tell you what, let's go ahead and uh, listen to, uh, first off, uh, the title screen. Let's go ahead and give it a listen.
really enjoy the uh, soundtrack. It, it, it is, uh, is it music? <laughs> uh, you know, it's, here's the thing. It is the quintessential Sega Genesis robots flash, uh, uh, you know, flatulence. It's, it's like <laughs> robot farts. It's, uh, it's, it's somebody who didn't necessarily take the time for the full power of the Sega Genesis sound chip. Uh, like Streets of Rage, Sonic the Hedgehog, games like that. But there is a certain charm to that sound. You know, you know, you guys have all owned old cars before, right? Sure. You know, like when you like get a car as a kid and you get like a used beat up one and you overuse the speakers and like when you're playing music, like the bass is just kind of like blown out mm-hmm. on your car. And it has like that flopping, like you can hear the speakers split, uh-huh. and it's like buzzing and flopping against it. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of what this song is. Is <laughs> just that the bass is blown out, the speaker is split, and you're still trying to play music through something that is broken. Uh, mix in sound effects in there, then you've got mutant football. The title yeah, it's got like the screams of the mutants dying in the game. The huddle sound. <laughs> um, yeah, it's not good. No. I, 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 It sucks because since I'm such a Sega boy growing up, I try to defend the Sega Genesis music so much. But I feel like for every time I defend it, there's ten songs you can throw at me that just refute everything that I've just tried to say. And this is one of them. Like the worst Hydra ever. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's... It, it, don't get me wrong. I, I enjoy that Sega sound. The, the, the robot farts, if you will. Uh, I really enjoy the nostalgia that kind of entails that. But objectively, yeah, it's, it's not the best. It's not. But, I mean, the, the, the rest of the soundtrack is great, right? Well, okay. let's find out, Glitch. Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to listen to the rest of the soundtrack. Just for you, Glitch. Let's give it a uh, listen. What, what, are the, what are the names of the tracks there uh, before we play them? So the fans know between uh, these, these Offensive songs. play uh, selection. Defensive play selection. Lineup one, lineup two, lineup three, lineup four, lineup five, lineup six, uh, and touchdown. Oh, touchdown. Yeah. So let's uh, let's give it a listen. The whole soundtrack.
yeah, that's uh, that's the soundtrack. The entirety of it. Sounds you, uh... like Sega's like, oh man, we got an abundance of bass players in our music department. Uh, just send them off to do soundtracks, and it's all they use for the rest of the game. Was just one guy in a base. <laughs> you know, you say uh, it sounds like robot farts, but uh, offensive play selection was more like robot diarrhea. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, uh, objectively not very good, even if I still kind of enjoy it. Uh, yeah. yeah, I know it, what you were thinking, Craig. It, you we were like, line up three. It's the best song in the game, but then. Lineup four comes in. You're just like, no, no, no. Lineup four, <laughs> slaps. That's, that's slaps. Slaps. And then five comes in. Just it, it, it just wrecks it all. Uh, lineup five was fire, like a yeah. dumpster fire. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that touchdown though. So, I mean, a lot of sports games don't really use much in the way of music. I, uh, you know, they they tend to focus more on the gameplay. Like, even NBA Jam is mostly just jingles and silence and sound effects. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that that's fine. You know, you don't necessarily need a lot of music in sports games, typically. Uh, you know, which is why nowadays you tend to have just popular songs playing while you're yeah. choosing plays or while you're, you know, in timeout or whatever. That's how Madden games tend to be nowadays. In timeout. I like how you said that. In timeout. <laughs> timeouts whatever i don't care it's just the way you said it just was, felt like the ref was like you're in a timeout florida panthers or whatever i, I don't know i don't even know teams but Bo jackson are you gonna let them tackle you because if not we're gonna put you in timeout right i Sorry. yeah so anyway it, it's the the music is uh absolutely worth listening to the whole thing because why not but yeah, all in all, it's uh, it's not music. It's more or less just sound effects. Yeah, basically, it's not great. Sorry, sorry, their glitch. It's the Carolina Panthers. I know. <laughs> I was like the Florida yeah. Panthers, the hockey team. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Again, you're two two uh, non-sports people on this episode. Unless it's like '90s basketball. Yeah, I don't really know a whole heck of a lot. And even that, it's mostly just Charles Barkley. Yep. Oh, Charles. That's Sir Charles to you. <laughs> Sir Charles. <laughs> so, I tell you what, guys. Let's go ahead and uh, jump into our uh, retro relays for the day. But before we do that, what are your final thoughts on Mutant League football? Uh, I think it. it was a. I think it was a great concept. It just didn't get the word out as much as I think should have because the. I never played Mutant League hockey, so I don't know if it was good or not. But I think having a series like that would have been really cool. Mm-hmm. So, like the baseball game and like Chop said, soccer could have been big. You go because the you know international football is very big around the world. So who knows what what, what could have happened? But I mean, then again, they did do the remake, and I don't think that sold very well either. I think um, I think it suffered from the fact that EA did it. <clears throat> Um, I think you already had a company that had a successful f- franchise of sports games mm-hmm. that didn't see the benefit in pushing the series as it could have. 
So like if it was with a different company, I think that wasn't known as much for sports games. Um, I think it could have been a lot more successful and, and spread out, like you said, you know, on the SNES, um, maybe even like handheld versions of it too. Yeah. Um, because like nothing I think translates better than weird monsters to handheld because you don't need sprite detail. You just need weird looking things. Um, and so I, I definitely think if it wasn't EA, they would it would have been more successful and you probably would have had a, a franchise no i mean maybe not long lasting franchise but at least i think a little bit more in the realm of mutant league games yeah the the mutant league football is a lot of fun if you have the ability to play it uh i absolutely recommend getting a hold of it uh playing it you know however you can but you know if worse is worse and you're you're not huge on retro uh, then, you know, the, the new Mutant Football League, at least give it a shot, you know, see if it's worth it. Uh, we're not as familiar with it on Legend of Retro. Go figure. Nope. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, worth checking out at least, I'm sure. Uh, hopefully, uh, uh, you know, they can do more with it, you know, because it'd be great to see uh, sort of a revival for that type of game. Uh, but I tell you what, guys, let's go ahead and uh, jump on into our Retro Relapse. Jones in for a classic game? It's time for Retro Relapse on the Legend of Retro Podcast. Retro Relapse. So you guys let me pick a game. Uh, I don't know, I don't I don't know why. Let, I don't think it's let you anymore, honestly. I think, you know, Craig's what? the one who, who throws around deals and curses and, and no. packs but no, i think no, no. there is a legend of retro curse that has befallen us that is the glitch has to pick the retro relapses i i gave you guys plenty of time no. to decide what you wanted to do no. we had the you know we had the the episode set we're gonna do mutant league football and nothing crickets so i was like all right i guess i'll pick it and today because it's thanksgiving we got football Oh yeah, happy we, Thanksgiving. We did. Yeah, Thanksgiving. I mean, I said it at the I said at the beginning of the episode, but sure, whatever. <laughs> happy Thanksgiving. Oh, hey, chops. Uh, hey, chops. Hey, happy, happy Thanksgiving. Happy hey, Thanksgiving, chops. Hey, hey, Craig. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving. Hey, glitch. What's up? I wish I could say this on our episode, but I can't. So I'll just say Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> but today we did ten yard fight from the NES as our retro relapse. Oh, oh an amazing game. Uh, uh, almost as good as Mutant League football. Uh, I will say I I did get to watch Chops play because uh, his yeah. uh his retro stuff is is uh in storage containers right now. Um, so I came over to his house. I had my NES Classic. We played. I got to watch him enjoy it and see it firsthand. And he for sure loved watching everyone tap dance in unison. <laughs> once no, you get no, a kicker no, no, no. Oh yes, well. Let's ref- let's introduce the game. Ten Yard Fight, Craig. If you do the honors, yeah. So Ten Yard Fight is a football game. Uh, it's another sports game. Uh, it was uh, on the original Nintendo. Uh, it was uh, uh, came out in 1983, and it's from Iram, uh, who uh, back in the day had a, a fair amount of average games. Wait, wait. This wasn't developed by Michael Jackson. Because when you get a so. kick return in the beginning, it is literally like set up like the thriller dance. 
<laughs> Everybody's moving in unison. They're tiny people. Looks like their arms are waving back and forth. It is the coolest homage to to Thriller in a sports game that I've ever seen. Uh, right. Uh, it, at the moment the game started and everybody moved in unison, I was just like, oh no, this is not going to be as good as Tech Mobile. And I, loved I it. was right. I loved it. Ask ask the glitch how much I loved it. <laughs> when I caught the ball, I just sang, because it's Thriller! And I just like would move them to the song beat. And I did really well with it. He did. Uh, he was like, I'll play until I get a touchdown. And then he gets a touchdown, and he kept playing and playing and playing. I got to the uh, uh, the second uh, second half, and at that point, it was still only 7 nothing. my lead. And I was just like, yeah, you know what? I, I think I got the gist of this. Oh, I will say, so the difficulty setting isn't, like amateur pro blah 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 it's like high school football <laughs> college football pro football all-stars so which i thought was a very interesting way to kind of let that levels uh, I, I thought that was be chosen. that was clever yeah i uh, and you said this game was made in 90 uh 83 right uh 83 yeah yeah, so I, honestly, I think this plays well for a game made that early. Well, it absolutely does. 83 on the arcade. The NES version uh, was, uh, uh, let's see, uh, 85. Okay. Still, still good. Yeah, I even think. so. I think it, I, I liked it because was, it was charming. It was a charming football game. It wasn't, I feel like, had the weight of professional football like it, it just felt like uh i don't know like it reminded me of you know like the air hockey the hockey um big bubble dome with the sticks arcade yeah. game yeah yeah it reminded me of the charm of that where it was like just simple like these players are just on sticks that you move back and forth <laughs> and you turn like it just like if there was charm in the simplicity of it that i liked yeah i agree I'm a big fan of Tech Mobile, so when I look at like older football games like this, I don't have nostalgia for it because I never played it as a kid, and so I just think like, oh yeah, this is a poor man's Tech Mobile. <laughs> See, but I never played Tech Mobile growing up, so See, that's very that's very sad to hear. It's it is not. Sad I to have hear. no I have no pretense like you jerk faces well, i mean i have pretense sports games well no 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 because you gotta remember this game came out four years before tech mobile yeah came out so you guys weren't born yet though when the game came out that's also true what <laughs> i mean well i mean craig was, I was. Craig might be yeah, yeah craig, i was i, I was alive yet. uh i so don't wrong play tech mobile first here's the thing i didn't get that into tech mobile when i was a kid though I got into it when it was on the Wii Virtual Console, and I played it a lot with my stepbrother. Uh, oh. So I don't have nostalgia for Tech Mobile, but objectively, you play both the games back to back, and Tech Mobile is objectively a much better game. I and, mean, yeah, but you could play Madden 2020 right after that and see which game is better. Tech, Tech Mobile would still win. Yeah, Tech Mobile still win. <laughs> uh, so here's the thing. I don't hate 10-yard fight. 
I just didn't look at it like, oh, this is really cute and like a, a in a affectionate way. I looked at it like, oh, this is cute in a really kind of petty way. All right. Well, what do you give it on the eight bit scale, Greg? I think I gotta go like a three and a half out of eight. Okay. Chops. I'm giving this game the ten yard fight, a game in which you slide all over the place like a crazy fiend to tackle people. Listen, running's for losers in this game. You just slide everywhere. You get there twice as fast. I did notice that. I thought that was kind of I, funny. I did that all over the place. The glitch is like, I did not slide this much. And I said, I you're playing this game wrong. I did. I did not know that until Chops was playing. He's like, dude, you can just slide faster. <laughs> yeah. So, a game that is themed on Michael Jackson's Thriller right off the bat. <laughs> a game where you allegedly, can allegedly. <laughs> allegedly slide everywhere. I'm giving this game a six and a half out of wow. eight. It is fun. What? The, the biggest <sighs> drawback is the timer because it just goes super quick. And the fact that the computer is like infinitely faster than you, but I juked the heck out of the computer all the time, all day, thriller nonstop, running down that field. Six uh, out of five. Glitch. Wow. How about six and a half. Six and a half. Uh, I'll I'll split in between you guys. I'm gonna go five out of eight. Uh, so that kind of brings us all to about a five out of eight together. Because um, yeah, I think it was fun. I would play this again. I could uh, I could see myself. Uh, <laughs> Putting this in the Morelli video game tournament, it could uh, it could be horrendous to watch, but I think it would be enjoyable at the same time. Nah, because you'll just hear me in the background going, because it's thriller! <laughs> oh. Craig, you would have enjoyed this game infinitely more if you could have seen me play it. I guarantee it. I don't know if that's true or not. <laughs> uh, but I tell you what, guys. This is the start of a new season. Yeah, season dawning, seven. The dawning of a new age. We're here. This is the dawning of the age of the Mega Man. What? <laughs> yeah, so if, if you listened to last week's episode, you heard us say the new bracket, all Mega Man. That's right. You you didn't ask for it. You told us not to do it, so we did it anyway. Yep. yep. <laughs> Uh, I am really excited about Season 7's bracket because we had, uh, in Season 6, we had put in the rule that you could not choose Mega Man stage themes for our stage theme bracket because we thought that that would be redundant. We'd have a lot of Mega Man. Uh, so this time, we just made it all Mega Man. So oh, it's yeah. uh, the original Mega Man series, uh, like 1 through 10, powered up. Uh, Mega Man at Base, the Game Boy games. It's all of the core titles of the series. Uh, but let's go ahead and jump into our first song of our bracket uh, in the first round from Mega Man 9, which was composed by Ippo Yamada, Ryo Kawakami, Yu Shimoda, and Hiroki Isogai. This is Galaxy Man Stage. Let's give it a listen. Galaxy Man Stage 
good. It's so good. Like, oh. like if if this song doesn't make it to the finals, you the fans are lying to yourselves for not voting for it. <laughs> let's let's be let's be real for a moment. The fans are majority of the time wrong. <laughs> dumb songs make it to the finals. I would not be surprised if this song did not make it to the finals, but it is a fantastic song. Oh, Made yeah. even better if you look it up on YouTube, Mr. Solid Snake 745 did a version of the song using eight floppy drives. <laughs> I recommend you listen to it cuz it's ridiculous. I've heard it. It's great. I can uh, uh, you know contribute to that. It gets the stamp of approval. Yes. Let's go ahead and listen to what it's going up against. Uh, I'm not as familiar with the song because I never played Mega Man Powered Up. So Mega Man Powered Up was composed by Toshihiko Horiyama. Uh, you know, so there's a few extra bosses in that game. And there's a few different versions of the original Mega Man soundtrack. But this is an original one. So this is Time Man's theme. Let's go ahead and give this a listen. It's uh, uh, more mellow than I thought it would be. Yeah, it's... Um, bear with me on this analogy. It's like the hold music and or waiting room music if you were on your way to heaven. <laughs> yeah, it, you're not wrong. It's that's Yeah, that's strangely apt. It's uh, uh, That's a weird way of putting it, but you're also right. correct. Uh, <laughs> the The... The, the music uh, for Mega Man Powered Up uh, is pretty good. Uh, I, uh, I'm i pretty excited about that. I, I was not very familiar with it before uh, the, the bracket. In fact, while we were choosing songs, I forgot the game existed until somebody oh, I... else was like, oh, yeah, and Mega Man Powered Up. And I was like, 
the heck is Mega Man powered up? <laughs> I didn't know about it either. It's like some <laughs> kind of side puzzle game or something? Like Mega Man Soccer? But yeah, I thought it was like a, a Tetris version of Mega Man, you know? Uh, yeah. The Dr. Mario of Mega Man games. But I was wrong. Yeah, the, the music uh, uh, is pretty enjoyable. I, I like that quite a bit. Uh, so, but Craig, if, if people wanted to vote, how did they do that? Yeah, so if you would like to vote, uh, all you have to do is look into four different options we have for you. So there's four different votes we put up each week. We have our Facebook uh, page. Uh, make sure that you're asking to join because it's technically right now our Facebook group because Facebook got rid of polls for their pages. Uh, but we also have our Twitter account. Uh, you can go ahead and jump on our Discord each week. Uh, if you go to GameZillaMedia.com, you can chat with us about retro video games and a bunch of other topics uh, there. And then to top it off, uh, there's also a vote on our Patreon page. If you give as little as $1 a month and want to do that or give more to get bonus uh, content, uh, go ahead and go to Patreon.com slash GameZillaMedia. And every week we're going to have a vote there as well. But Glitch, what else can they uh, do on uh, Patreon? Yeah, so you definitely get that vote uh, at $1. You also get State of the Zilla, which is an exclusive show brought to you by different members of GameZilla Media. So here at GameZilla Media, we have five unique shows. We have Us, Legend Retro. We have the GameZilla Podcast, which is current gaming. Last Action Podcasts for action movies. Noiseland Arcade, which is all about The Simpsons. And Noobs and Dragons, which is our D&D podcast. Uh, so different members of those shows come together. We record an episode once a month for your $1 patrons. But if you're generous enough to give us $5 a month, you get bonus content from all of those shows. You get an extra episode that they make for you. For us, we give you Game Shark. And from there, we talk about different topics. We talk about magazines. We talk about games that should have, you know, cartoons that should have had video games. We do year in gamings, but today you get our draft. So every season for the last three seasons, we've done a draft where LPJ, who joined us once again, uh, is the commissioner and he helps us guide and decides what is an eligible choice for the bracket. So we all took our turn. So if you want that inside scoop of who picked Galaxy Man or who picked Time Man, listen to that episode, become a $5 patron, throw $5 towards us. We would really appreciate it. But you also get everything before that. I know I'm going on, but seriously, Patreon, you get so much content. Last month, uh, we did our top 100 PlayStation video games, according to IGN, and we went through the list. You get that top 50 there. That was the month before that. So, I mean, you get so much content. Uh, there's, you know, We definitely give a lot of value for $5. Yeah, absolutely. There's, there's tons uh, available on our Patreon page. Uh, and even just the $1 gets you that uh, bonus State of the Zilla show where, you know, uh, Glitch in, Player One Mickey from GameZilla have talked about mobile gaming. Uh, uh, Chops and I have talked about One Piece. Uh, tons of stuff that you wouldn't normally get from any of our other shows on the network uh, that we're able to provide you because of that show. So definitely check that out. Yeah. But I think, uh, I think guys, that's going to do it for today. So I want to say happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Turkey Day. Gobble, gobble. Watch out for those weenie hits. Yeah, those weenie hits. They're rough. <laughs> uh, and yeah. And we'll see you all next time when, when the, the legend, legend continues. continues.
good old weenie hits. <laughs>